Welcome back to another exciting episode of Level Up with Sean Myers. I'm your host, Sean Myers, and today we've got an incredible adventure in store for you. In episode 20, we're diving headfirst into an unforgettable experience, the Spartan Ultra 50K race. I recently took on this challenge, and let me tell you, it was an eye-opening journey of self-discovery. We'll be diving deep into the lessons I learned about myself, the raw and unfiltered expectations I had going in, and how the reality of the race stacked up against those preconceived notions. But that's not all. We'll explore the unexpected twists and turns that unfolded on that grueling 50K trail and the roller coaster of emotions and vulnerabilities that I encountered along the way. Get ready for an episode that's not just about conquering physical obstacles, but also about overcoming the mental barriers that we all face in life. It's a story of resilience, personal growth, and finding strength in the face of adversity. So whether you're a seasoned Spartan racer, an inspiring athlete, entrepreneur, or just someone seeking inspiration, this episode is sure to provide you with valuable insights that you can apply to your own journey. But before we dive into my Spartan Ultra 50K experience, a quick reminder to hit that subscribe button, leave us a review if you find value in today's episode, and share the episode with at least one person in your life who could use a dose of inspiration today. Your support means the world to me, and it's what keeps Level Up going strong. Now, let's embark on this incredible adventure together, so stick around and let's level up. So I'm super excited. I've got my best friend, my dear friend, my brother from another mother, you and Hanemeyer. Welcome back to the show. We're excited to have you here, man. And really glad to be back on. I uh, must be doing something halfway right to, to be allowed back on. Exactly. Well, the last couple of weeks, I've been, we, we try to prep a week to two weeks in advance on what our content's going to look like, what our message is going to look like, because we want to provide as much value, as much impact and, and serve you to to our greatest abilities. And here recently, if you haven't followed my journey on Facebook, I just recently ran a Spartan Ultra 50K. And I sent it to my best friend, you, and I said, hey, what, what should our ne next episode, our topic be? And he said, like he always does such a great job at breaking things down and sharing a different perspective. He said, hey, why don't I why don't me and you have a conversation? Why don't me and you, why don't I interview you, ask you a handful of questions so people listening to this can relate and resonate and align this with how you ran the race and how this aligns with life in general? And I said, that's brilliant. Yeah, I, I am very curious. So a little bit of um, insight or not insight, but the 50K is 31 miles. Right. 31 miles. miles. A marathon is 26.2 miles. This is 31 miles of grueling obstacles, 60 obstacles, 61, 61 obstacles, 31 miles, 50 K. And Sean is so humble with this. Uh, he came first in his division. This is a race. There's a bunch of people involved and he got first. So wrap your mind around that. Not only did he complete 31 miles of madness it started in the dark, uh, flashlights couldn't even see where they're going. And he beat some high level athletes and, and came first. I know for, I know known Sean for 12 plus years. And this one, I, I wasn't surprised that he got first, but when I really just think about what that entails to do, I'm like, it's shocking to know that someone can do that. Like I know what it takes to win and something like that is just mind blowing. Yeah. So I just had to know, had to dig in deep, uh, that what was, what was this whole journey like in the process? So, I mean, what, what did you learn, Sean, about your, about yourself and this 50 K, this, this 50 K ultra, the whole process journey? Yeah, man. Appreciate the kind words, by the way. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> so a few different things. And as I was prepping for this yesterday, when you had brought some of these questions to my attention, I had to really slow things down because I'm the type of guy that's like, I don't typically prep for things, especially like a Spartan Ultra 50K. Like, how do you prep for that? Right. And what does that look like? Well, if you don't prep for that and if you don't prepare for it, you're just not going to finish. So you and being able to break these things down, ask the right questions, it's really allowed me to reflect. And and some of these things that I have brought up today that I have wrote down that I'm going to share with you is what 
I apply in all areas of my life as well. And I hope and empower, my hope is to, for you to, to be empowered as well and reflect on your own life. I just want to set this up before, before we keep going. Uh, me and Sean are having breakfast after our workout this morning and we were just prepping. And I said, well, how do we kind of want this to go? And he said, hold on a sec. He comes back and shows me a word document where he has written out kind of the whole sequence of what happened, the questions we asked beforehand. And I looked at it and I was like, Sean, this is how you do everything. This is how you build your businesses. This is how you have your real estate. This is how you have your investments. And this is how you keep on succeeding at things. And this is the blueprint. I'm like, I could just replace uh, Spartan Ultra 50K with building a business or your relationship with, with Kendra. And it's uh, just how everything you, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so I just want to set that up. And when we're discussing this today, I mean, you can literally, everything that he's saying, you can look into your own life and how do you structure it? We all do the same things over and over again and we get the same results. And if we want different results, we have to do things differently. And what has been your game plan? Whether you know it or not, that game plan has got you to where you are. If you're not getting what you want out of life, look at the game plan. So we're, we're going to dissect Sean's and how he keeps succeeding through his, you know, failures and to become into, into wins. So yeah, continue. <laughs> Love it. So the first one that I have that I, that first came to mind is the resilience, right? The definition to pull this off of Google is the capacity to withstand or to recover quickly from difficulties. So to give you an example, when I was running the Spartan Ultra 50K, there was rugged terrain, there was hills, there was rocks, there was riverbeds, there was cliffs, uh, hit, there was mountains. Some would call it hills. Depends on where you're from. And like you and said, there's 61 obstacles that test your mind, body and strength. Um, another, another thing that, that, that's some that, that I didn't really consider, but my wife was bringing up to my attention several times was the degrees. So when we first started at 645 in the morning, it was when we lined up on the line, it was 645 a.m. and it was dark outside. So we had to have flashlights, right? And so if you don't prep for that, then you're going through it blindfolded. And so, man, it's so fascinating and interesting to me. It's like so many times in my life where I've showed up in the different areas of my life blindfolded and I didn't know, I didn't have a guide, didn't have a map. And so you choose to have the light for the next hour while it's dark or you choose to not have the light, which one are you going to pick, right? Well, I'm going to pick the one with the light. And I've learned this the hard way. So I had the light and I was able to jump in front of a lot of the guys that didn't have the light. And so anyways, long story short, 65 degrees. And at the time that we started the race, and so uh, by 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the afternoon time, it hit 95 degrees by 12 o'clock. So for me, it was like the resilience behind that had played a big factor in everything that I need to, that I needed to conquer, whether that was the, the darkness with no light or light, whether that was the hydration the nutrition, the obstacles, the challenges, the degrees, and all these were different things of were just, were just obstacles along the way and challenges that I was either prepared for or not prepared for. But because of my resilience, I was able to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. The guys that didn't have the light, they don't know the difference. Yeah. And they've been able to look over and see, oh, I wish I had brought one of those. But they don't truly know what it is to have one for themselves, where they could have gone their own route, perhaps. They probably had to follow someone else with the light, which if you don't have it, you are lost in the dark. Yep. And if you have your own, man, that's like giving a – you teach a man a fish and he can feed himself. And if you teach – other men how to fish, then they can feed the, feed the whole world, you know? So it's, it's, it's the same concept. I've run around without the light on in my life before, and there's always some element of that being true till the day you die, but knowing how to get it like yourself, you said there's been times you haven't had that light. And, and now, you know, that's probably the first thing we're looking for. Like whether it's business relationships, I'm in the dark right now. At least I know what that feels like. What is, how can I find that flashlight as soon as possible? Is it asking a question to someone else? Is it looking at someone that succeeded in that area? I'm going to follow someone with the light until I can get my own. It really ties into, man, this is a physical thing you did, but it's so true in all aspects of life. It sounds cheesy, right? That we're saying, oh, he's just related to light to following someone in the dark. Yeah, that, well, it is cheesy, but it's also very true. 
Like, that's just a fact. You might be lost right now listening to this podcast. There's a certain area of life. You're not getting it. The advice here would be to, man, where is the flashlight that you can go find that can put light on a, a situation where you'd get an outcome that you want? Yeah, that's interesting. Just to dovetail off of that. So one of my, the two guys that I ran it with, Michael and Chris. So so Michael and Chris, uh, they, they Chris didn't have a light and then Michael did, my, Michael had a light. So to your point, Chris was, had to stay with Michael because of, the light mm, to be able to see. So yeah. he was that guiding. He was, he was able to guide him the first 30, 45 minutes in that race. So I thought that was pretty insightful when he shared that versus the people that without the light that were just, that had to stay behind the pack to see where the other people. Yeah. They could, they could see where they were going, but they were limited to as fast That's as right. the person yes. with the light. If you want to go at your own pace or go your own direction to, to, achieve something then yeah you got to get your own yeah ass yeah we didn't talk about it's that like that Matt, like yeah. the guide it's making me think right now there's a number of places i just i now know i've been kind of working on them myself i need to go find the flashlight and and yeah. we all have the answer to that it's just realizing what the what it is and then turning it on yeah very interesting mm. yeah continue and what, what what was after that that you know that resilience portion of it i mean that's You've experienced other things in life where you knew that's what was going to be required to do something difficult like this. Like what was kind of the next the next thing? Yeah. So another one that I had written down was mental fortitude, which is the ability to have the strength in the face of adversity. So in other words, when you're knocked down, you get back up and you fight. So like for me, it was out there. I was tired. I was sometimes bored. I mean, you're running a seven, eight, nine, ten hour race. And it's hard to keep your eye on the goal on what you're trying to accomplish when you're out there, when your body's fatigued, when your mind's all over the place. And just for frame of reference, how long did it take you? So it took seven hours and 39 minutes. And I asked John, I already knew the answer to that, but because I really wanted to know how did it, how long did it take the average person? And he said 12 plus. So a lot, so a lot of people are doing 14 hours. So he, he finished twi- twice as fast as the regular person. 31 miles, seven and a half hours is unbelievable. You yeah. had to throw that in there. Yeah. So the mental fortitude behind that. So in other words, like I just had to keep reminding myself to show up when I didn't feel like it. So the times that I was fatigued, the times that I, my form started struggling and, and what's interesting and insightful is because now I'm like reflecting back and this relates to so many areas of my life in whether that's when Kendra gets home in the afternoon time from work and I'm tired or exhausted or I'm hungry well, am I throwing in the towel going, not having a conversation with her or, you know, going to Netflix or scrolling on my phone or am I staring it down, embracing the suck going, Hey, I need to, this is where I need to step up. Yeah. And so it's the same thing in racing. If I didn't step up, I could potentially get hurt. I could potentially, you know, fall down and break, you know, break something or not finish the race. So that's what to me. The mental fortitude is when you're tired, you're struggling, you're bored, you're exhausted, you're fatigued, you're hungry. That is when you have to have that mental fortitude, that strength to be intentional. We're, we're going to talk about expectations in, here in a little bit, but did did you expect that portion right there? Did you know that was probably coming and just being ready for that that specific thing you just said? Or, or did you – was that – not a surprise, but did that just suddenly, did you suddenly realize, Oh, there's that thing. And, and now I need to handle that. What was that? Was, did you know that was coming to, to need to be like that? Yeah. Great question. So I didn't know, I, I wasn't intentional. Like, Oh, there it is. I'm mm-hmm. here. When one of the things that I have learned around surrounding myself with other, with other individuals where I struggled with, which is, which is running these last nine or 10 months a uh, good buddy of mine, Corey Wells, ran through my head multiple times th- during the race. And one of the things he's always told me was, when you're tired and you're fatigued and you're exhausted, this is the time where you have to embrace the suck. Well, I didn't understand that to a certain degree. And now that I do, it's to me, it means this is where you want to embrace that mental fortitude. This is where you want to embrace and do the things that you normally wouldn't do when you're tired, exhausted, fatigued and exhausted 
And so I remember him coming through my mind. I remember him saying, embrace the suck. This is where you need to focus on your form. So the times that I was tired, the times that I was exhausted, the times that I was didn't want to didn't want to focus on my form. I needed to do it anyways, because it was going to allow me to keep moving forward. So hard to do when you're exhausted and it gets hard. And think about this. So I'm in medical equipment sales and I've mentioned it in one of the podcasts before, but it's when the time to talk to the right person, the difficult conversation, the one that nobody wants to have, and you know, that's what you need to do. It's mental fortitude. And you're talking about this, this very difficult race and it directly links to my performance in sales. It might directly link to that time when you're in a heated argument or conversation with your spouse, husband or, or wife, and it's going south and you, you know, you could let the ego go apologize for your part and be like, Hey, let's, let's calm, calm us down. Or, Hey, you know what? I shouldn't have said that. That's mental fortitude. Cause yes. most people, me and you both discussed in the past when we're young and dumb, we, we would want to dominate and control that conversation and win that conversation all, uh, all intents and purposes to, to just shut it down. You know, that's what we wanted to do. And they, our wives will just have to live with it. And we realized that is miserable way to live. It's taken us mental fortitude to say, that's the ego. I'm going to apologize. Even though every screaming bone in my body says, don't, it takes that fortitude to say my bad apologies. I will submit here. <laughs> and, and that mental fortitude you're talking about, it shows up everywhere. It's needed to have a quality life. Agreed, man. Agreed. And to give you an example, speaking of wife, I'll share this really quickly was, um, the day we got back from our, the competition, which was Sunday, uh, Saturday. Yeah. Saturday night. So I had ran this seven, eight hour race on Saturday and my wife wanted to drive back for four hours. And so she drove back, right. And I'm sitting in the back seat. And, and so we, we, we get home, we, we, you know, we go to sleep, we wake up the next morning and oh, I'm sorry. No, it was the night. It was the night we got back. Was it the night? No, no. It was the next day. And, and so I remember me and her had a conversation and I was still recovering. And if you've ever ran a race, if you've ever been fatigued and exhausted and it takes a couple of days to recover, you know, and, and the next day I was still feeling it for the most part. So I was out of, out of my character, meaning like I was, I was still kind of on edge. I was fatigued. My body was easy to be cranky. Yes. Easy to be cranky. <laughs> Thank you. And so I remember my wife asking me, she's like, she was sitting on the couch and I was, I had plans to put the, the vlog together for, for the, for, for the race. And I was, I was exhausted. I was tired and. And I didn't want to do anything for anybody else. You're not at your best. I wasn't moment. at my best. Yeah. <laughs> And I just wanted to focus on Sean right now and healing so I be could become my best. Well, I went and made my dinner Sunday <laughs> night. And my wife thinking, hey, I went and supported you at this race. I did all this video for you. I drove back, right? And she had, she, and she had, you know, the complete, she had, was completely right about all the things that she had supported me and done for me. And reflecting back, I'm like, she asked me, she's like, Hey, would you mind heating up my dinner? Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'll heat up the dinner. Sure. No problem. I went back to my, to the couch to lay back down in the evening time. And she's like, Oh, you're not going to bring it to me. <laughs> I, to keep going, dude. I got to know how this ends up. <laughs> so as you can imagine, if you're listening to this and you know me and Kendra, and if you don't know me and Kendra, Two type A personalities. I'm exhausted. I'm fatigued. I'm thinking it's all about me right now. You should be taking care of me. But no, in that moment, I, what had happened was, is we got, we got in a mini little argument and it escalated. And I said, well, that's not what you asked me to do. You asked me to heat it up. And you would never do this at your best. Exactly. I know this. A hundred percent. Yes. And so I went back. After that, which at that point, it's already too far, right? So I went back and I, and I said, okay, no problem. But at that point, I already ruined, ruined it because I had said something when I should have just went and did it anyways, right? Well, fast forward, going back, hurting her feelings within a matter of, 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 of moments. I don't remember how long it was. I realized that I was in the wrong. I realized that I was 
fatigued and exhausted and not in my best self to best serve her. And she had done all these different, these things in the last 48 hours to support me. And I told her, I said, look, I know I, you know, I'm sorry if I hurt you. I, I know that I hurt you. I know I should approach this different way. I'm not making up any excuses. I love you. And I hope you can forgive me. And she, you know, she texted me back. What'd she say? She said, I love you. I'm not oh, mad at man, you. That's awesome. Man. So, but, and thanks for sharing that, man. First yeah. off, very, being very, that's super vulnerable. And, uh, first off, how many people out there are willing to share a story like that with, with people uh, we need more of this from, from, especially from, from men, I think, uh, to be vulnerable, share that stuff. Cause it's happening in everybody's relationship. If you, if you tell me that's not ha- somewhere you, maybe you are the kind of person, husband or wife that would remember to do that. Uh, and you'd be like, oh man, how could you forget? But there's somewhere in your relationship where you're not doing something or you didn't show up the best version of yourself um, because you're cranky or tired. Guaranteed, if you, you got to look hard. If you don't think you do or not doing that somewhere, uh, you've got to look harder. <laughs> you don't see it. You actually have a blind spot. I know that's happened to me a hundred times and I keep finding blind spots with myself. I'm like, there, there it is again. I, I was looking after number one and I wasn't being considerate. So yeah, great, great job being vulnerable there and sharing that with us and hel- helping us reflect on, on that. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, man, you know, whoop de doo, you won a 31 mile race. G- g- good for you. Well more impressed with how you handled that situation. That could have been a week's worth of, um, having a grudge against each other. A lot of people, a lot of relationships would do that. Y'all got that resolved in a very short period of time. And that's just a wonderful, wonderful thing, man. So, but back to the, the boring 31 mile race, yeah. you know, that was the juicy stuff. <laughs> exactly. Right. There. right. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we, went, we, we were talking about mental fortitude there. You know, what, what else would you add on to, to the journey of, of this ultra? Yeah. So another one that I wrote down was perseverance. So the, basically the persistence in doing something despite the difficulty or delay in achieving success. So the old Sean would have, like you and said, relating it to the, the, my marriage situation, the, the Kendra is I would have waited multiple days before dropping the pride and the ego and apologizing. But the perseverance in knowing, Hey, look, this is, this is how I'm feeling. And this is how I'm showing up. This is not okay. I need to stare it down. I need to be persistent in how I'm showing up for her, which is a better husband who I need to become. So this is what the better version of the husband looks like, which is the guy that drops the ego, drops the pride and says, I'm sorry, I love you. I'm not perfect. I'm imperfect, but I'm going to work on this moving forward. You're just existing when you have that holding that grudge. And then when you finally let it go, then you're back to living life again. It can be good. Yes. If you were to compare the two, there's two separate world timelines and there's the one holding the grudge for a number of days. And then the one that showed up this past weekend and the forgiveness was there, man, you're back to living and enjoying and loving. And this version over here is still in the grudge zone. Which one is more appealing and which one is uh, filled with creativity and joy? Right. I mean, that's, it's, it's a no brainer on which, which one you're going to pick. And we all do it. I think to me, the goal is to, it's going to happen no matter what. We're human beings. We always mess up. It's how you handle it. And and, in my game, the way I think of it, and you're doing the same thing is uh, what's the fastest I can condense that to get back to living, stop existing, get rid of the grudges, lower the ego and get back to love. Yes. That's brilliant. You said, man, you hit the nail right on the head. And that is where perseverance comes into place. Right. And so you've got to be persistent. And if I was not, if I was not persistent in that race, that 31 miles and 61 obstacles and 90 degree heat with only 16 to 20 ounces of water on my backpack, when I hit 25 miles in, then, then I wouldn't have, then, then the outcome wouldn't have been what if, what, what it was, right. Which is getting to that king, not to the, almost to the destination, right. And so it's the same thing with the outcome of with what we're talking about with with Kendra in that situation. It's taking perseverance to yes. get to this level. Exactly. Right. Yes. It's the persistence. Yeah. Right. And so it's having I think that aligns with exactly what we're talking about, whether it's the race or any area of life finances, that's going to show up. So you've got to have that persistence. Yes. So even when you're faced with tired, exhausted, you're thinking about quitting, um, cutting the race short. For me, it wasn't even an option. Right. That's the yeah. way I look at it. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. So I got another one for you. The one I wrote down was determination, which for me, it was, it was the determination to 
to not only cross the finish line, but give it all that I had and leave it all on that mountain. And so that's the way I try to show up with all areas of my life. Like, did I do everything? Am I going to regret anything that I'm doing? And I want to make sure that I'm not regretting the decisions that I'm making. So if I say something to somebody and this isn't easy, this is a challenge. So, so I'm trying to be, so my determination is like, the way I show up, am I leveling up? Am I living? Am I alive? How I'm showing up? Because I don't want to regret when I reflect back on how I talked to that person, how I showed up for that person or that event or that community or that race or whatever it may be. I want to make sure that I'm alive because that is what allows me to be, to live life to its fullest, to inspire, inspire people around me to live life to their, to, to live life to their fullest and become the best version of themselves. So that's my determination. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, perseverance and determination, it's similar, but different. Yeah. You, yeah. you persevere to, to get through something, but the determination, yes. the determination makes you finish. Yeah. That, that, and that perseverance and determination, they go, they, they can go hand in hand and, and you put them together. It's a really powerful, powerful. force. Yeah. It really is, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then you mentioned like the team that surrounded you when you went, you know, you, you won the race, but, Man, just like your business, all the things like you always have people around you that help you get to where you're 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 going. And and how did that show up this weekend? Yeah, how, how'd you get there? It it makes all the difference in the world. I would not be where I am today without team effort. Um, you know, you and I, it's funny because I I have a journal and I wrote down in my journal of all the people that are important in my life that are a part of my team. And this could be anything from my best friend. Uh, from my wife, from my accountant, from a lawyer, from an attorney, from the people that are handing me water when I'm running the Spartan race. That's how I look at it as a team effort. And because there's, I understand like there's going to be obstacle struggles and challenges and setbacks along the way. And I'm not going to be able to get through this by myself. I have to, I have to not rely, but I have to you so many people want to do it on their own. Man, I'm putting my hand up right here, and you, and you've done it on your own too. You, you, I remember you made this transition to just really surrounding yourself with people that can get things done, yeah, right for you. Like where you're, you either don't want to do it or you don't like doing it or can't do it. You'll find someone that loves that thing. Yeah. It's not like you're making them; they actually already enjoy doing that thing that you don't, and you get them involved and you surround yourself with a team of that and and. You, it's not like you had a check sheet, checklist, check sheet the, to, for this race. Like, okay, who do I need? But regardless, you still had people showing up that all had kind of their own um, story, right? It wasn't just, they weren't just there for you. They were there for themselves. And you, you created that space for them to be there. And each one brought something to you. And you talked about even the people handing the water to you as you're running around. You don't even know them, but they are part of the whole journey. You know, I mean, that's... It's yeah. How would you explain that yeah. in layman's terms? Is that something you do very, very well? So the reason the the reason I have this written down because it is life is a team sport, and that's the way I look at it. So I have been the guy that's went through life by himself, the lone wolf, and now it's like I know that I have to surround myself with a team. I know I have to. I know there's certain things that I struggle with that I have weaknesses and strengths. So for instance, when I was going through when I was running the race. We had, there was a transition period at 15 miles in, in the race. And I set my timer to five minutes. Well, I, I, I didn't even set my timer because I had my, my mileage going on my GPS on my Garmin. And so I had Isabel, one of the ladies there with us, set the timer. That's team effort. Mm -hmm. And then I had them, Isabel and Kendra. Kendra was filming, right? Catching those moments and those experiences without her. That doesn't, you know, we don't get to share that with the world and reflect back on that memory. And then they were refilling my water in my my backpack so I could have hydration through the rest of the course and then filling me with. So I don't have them there to support me. And I don't think the outcome is what it is. And that's how I look. That's how I look at life. Like I have to be able to. A lot of people lean consider on. a weakness to invite people or, or to have people help them out. And, and there may have been a time where you feel that way, but it's not there anymore. Like people either think I, I don't want to put people out. So I don't want to ask, or I want the glory all on my own. Um, or I don't think people can do it, or I don't know who can do things, but all those questions 
a run through your mind, but you still find a way. How is it not a weakness? You know, let us all know uh, that because it's not. How in your mind can other people realize? And why don't I just ask more people to help me out? I was saying this to my son um, last night. He got a new Beyblade. This is, man, very appropriate. He's had a new Beyblade and, oh no, it wasn't Beyblade. That was another story. It was his math homework. He's good at math, but he, he started getting really upset because he couldn't get this problem figured out. And he, uh, he, was, he, was, he was almost crying. I was like, look, his name's Lachlan. I was like, you know, if you don't know how to do something, just ask someone. Just ask. You're not stuck on your own. He's stuck in his mind thinking, uh, I don't know the answer to this. Uh, I don't know what to do. Panic stations starts to get upset. He's he's a, he's going to be eight, so he's a kid. But do we not do that as adults? I know we do. I see it all the time. I do it myself. And I, I told him the indicator is right when you start to think you can't handle it, you've tried everything on your own, go out and ask. Like you got me, your mom, you got teachers, nothing wrong with asking. In fact, you could slave away, you probably figure out eventually after two or three hours. But why not just ask us and, and, and we've been through it. It'll take us three minutes. So you just jumped the queue. It makes so much more sense to just ask people for help. Yeah. Invite them to come. And when you ask for, for, for people for help, what I have found is that it inspires them because they can show up and help you. They're like, oh, this person's asking me for help. That's right. They just love like it. when your son asks you like, oh, my son's interacting with me, connecting with me, wanting my assistance, wanting my help. I know that's blissful for yeah, you. Yeah, it is. I right? love it. puts it. a smile on your face. Yeah. You're smiling right now. And so like when I ask Kendra or when I ask Isabel or ask Chris or one of my teams to do something and it, it has that sense of, of a fulfillment of this person is, is serving because that's what they're doing. You're serving, you're impacting, you're contributing. People love that. People love that, yeah. right? That's in, and that is what team efforts all about. So I have done both and I, I, I have aligned it with my purpose in life which is to help people see and become the best version of themselves. And when they do that, which is simple as videoing me or putting water in my backpack, they feel like they're a part of the team. They feel like they're serving and impacting in that small little moment. Yeah. Right. Which is again, two timelines. There's Deshaun just doing it on his own, trying to crank it out, pushing yes. hard. And the other timeline is what just happened. All these people involved, they're all joyous. They just love the trip. They all enjoy being part of it. You had a great time. You won the race. Sean on his own, like you said, probably maybe wouldn't have won. Or even if you did, it would not have been nearly as glorious for all that was involved. Right. So, I mean, and people listen, I'm thinking to myself, what is your timeline, the version of you cranking away on your own? Who could you ask some help for that would accelerate your your progress or, or your uh, your line to get to your achievement, your whatever your goals are? You could be there so much sooner. I think it was Tim Ferriss's. Uh, oh man, he accredited this to somebody else. I forget who it was. I think it's Carl Newport, Carl Newport. But he's like, what is your 10-year plan? Write it down and then ask yourself this question. Why can I not achieve it in six months? It, we, we put these these timelines out there forever. What could you do to condense it to six months? I love that question because then you have to start getting your mind to, well, I'd have to do this then. I'd have to do that different. You just sped the whole thing up. You're going to get to the same result quicker. And when you have momentum, it just makes things even easier, much much easier than that grind of 31 miles on your own would have been way more miserable as opposed to knowing you have that team with you. Yes. Man, totally different. It's a whole different game you're playing right there. So yeah, man, that's, that's great that you, you uh, shared that with us. But, you know, so as far as you going to the race, you won. What were your expectations going in? What was your thought process of, you know, you, you had somewhat of an idea what to expect because you just did the Killington what was that one called again? The uh, Vermont Spartan, Killington. The Vermont Killings, yeah, and that's considered the hardest the one. Hardest one, which is yeah. ha like less well, than six thousand elevation. Yeah, yeah. and the, the distance on that one was so uh, how many miles was that one? Right at about thirteen and some change. Thirteen miles. So this one's the ultra is almost almost triple. Yeah. Um. So you think about that. I mean, that's a yet somewhat of a indicator of what to expect. You know. So going into this one, what was your expectations? So the only thing that was crossing my mind is like, I'm going to show up. I know I'm going to give it my all and I know I'm going to cross the finish line. I'm not trying for first place. I'm not, you know, I just wanted to give it all and put everything and put everything out there and leave it all out there because I know I'll be reflecting back on this. And did I give it all? Did I give it my all? Did I throw in the towel? So when I was out there, I, I just, it, 
to me, it was, I knew it was mindset and I knew that I just had to keep putting one foot in front of the other. There was a, there was a time where I was going across an obstacle and I had a, a cut on my finger. And so I, I forgot all about my cut on my finger and it was a pretty big gash. And one of the obstacles, how'd you get it? Uh, 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 making breakfast here at my house the week before. I thought you was during the race. <laughs> Mate, I did not expect that. Yeah, I was still making breakfast. <laughs> He's making okay. breakfast here. That's I, great. I punctured my my pinky and yeah, it was a pretty big gash. And so it taken several days to to finally heal up. Well anyways, on the obstacle course, I had put so much pressure on this gash it had opened it up and my, my entire hand was blood. My hand yeah it was just and so I but yeah, looking, look, looking at that, I just kept telling myself and, and going back to, Hey, I just need to, you know, I was okay. I wasn't obviously needing medical attention or anything like that. Right. And so, but it kept, it kept on my mind's like, okay, Hey, this is, I just need to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Mm. And that right there is, yeah. Is that not the key? Yeah. That breaking it down. If you looked at 31 miles of bleeding, yep, that's, you could check out. Yeah. One step after the other, you can keep going. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just kept chipping away, you know, the mile, the mile by mile. Um, and that's, that's kind of what I looked at it for. And that was, so it's, so you didn't expect to win and yet you did. And I remember this morning when we first got together for the workouts, five 30 this morning, I said, man, so tell me you won, like, what is that like? And I, and I, knew somewhat what you're probably going to say, but I was, I was still generally surprised. Like you're like, man, I knew I was just going to enjoy the journey no matter what. And, and cause it's so easy to mountaintop where, Oh, if I get to the, if I win this, then I'll, uh, then I will f- feel great. But then when people get to the top, it's very empty. You're like, well, now what, what's next? Like whether it's a, a big deal you're trying to do in business or it's that, you know, a spouse that you've been chasing forever. When I, once I have them, it will feel fantastic. Life complete fairy tale story off into the sunset, but it doesn't work like that. You end up normally feeling very um, unfulfilled because fulfillment is not outside of the mind. It's inside it. And if you are expecting something out here to satisfy you long-term just is not available. It's not, it doesn't exist. It does not, unless, unless you believe in God, you know, which, you know, we're not advocating that you do, but I, I believe in it. It's the only long-term plan for me. But as far as achievements, you got to have a different reason than other just winning. Cause what if, well, first off, what if you don't? And if you do, then what, you know, so you had said, you know, I just was enjoying the journey and you already have other races lined up. We've got, or, or not races, but you got the CG games coming up and then we've got high rocks. And, and so it's no, your lifestyle is just to do these things. The result doesn't matter. You're just enjoying every minute of it. And man, that is blissful. And that's something we're going to dig into deeper down in other podcasts. But, um, it's such a great mindset because so many people, myself included, I've, I've, uh, in medical sales, there's so many big deals I close. And I was like, man, it took me 18 months to close some three years, to close some deals, big deals. I got them and I was miserable. Just, and I learned, I was like this, I cannot sustain this. I've got to find another way, reason for pursuing what I do. And now it is day to day, just enjoy what I'm doing. Like the outcomes are irrelevant. And I mean, really, that's what I heard this morning. You're like, it doesn't really matter that I won. Even though I know this, it was shocking to just hear, that's right, I forgot. It doesn't really matter if you win or not. It's just not important. Uh, Just being the best version of yourself is how you enjoy life day to day. So that was kind of what you, those were your expectations. What what did you discover that you didn't expect? Like, what were some of the shockers? Like, oh man, did not see that one coming. New thing to add, something I learned, something I could take away and put into effect in other areas of my life. What, What did you get from the race that... That was unexpected. Yeah. So mile 25, I hit a wall, like physically. And <laughs> I'm glad you're somewhat human, <laughs> not the superhuman at some point. I hear, I never heard, heard you hit the wall before, but this is, this is the good, this is the juicy stuff right here. But at mile 25, I was so, I almost got to a point where I was like so frustrated with myself because I, I, you and I you literally could not run anymore. And at this point I had, you know, I've never been there before. I guarantee 99.99% of people listening have not been in, cause you're the fittest person I've ever met. The most elite athlete I've ever met. Your, your resting heart rate is 37. The, the typical Olympians resting heart rate is a, a really, really good Olympians, 45. 
Yours is 37. That just shows the fitness level that you're capable of. For you to say you hit a wall at 25 miles is, is man, what is you about to say? That's what I want to know right now. <laughs> so I really pushed the limits because at mile 25, it really tested my body physically. And it'd be like you going out right now saying, okay, I'm going to go for a jog. And then when you go out the door to do the jog, your body's not jogging. Like won't do it. It won't do it. And that is very new to me because really something, hard for me to conceptualize that I've always, <laughs> something that I've always, something that I've always, and, and you, you've said this, you and it's like something that I've always put my mind to. I've always just done it. Right. If you want to go jump out of an airplane and that's the choice I want to make, I'm going to go jump out of an airplane. If I, so I, but it was like my body physically would not run anymore. And even when I tried to do it, it was like I kept getting put back down. Were you walking at this point? Yes. Or were you just like, I walked the last five plus miles of the race. I had to. I couldn't run. Yeah. My body was locked up. My, my hip flexors, my quads, my hamstrings, everything was taxed. Everything was fatigued. Well, what time of day was it at that point? Was it one o'clock? It was one o'clock in the afternoon. Plus, it was it's 95 degrees. So it wasn't even cold. It was like hot, hot. It was hot. You couldn't move. And there's five miles, six miles left. Yep. There's a guy who's quite, quite the athlete. Yeah, he's about, he's, at this point, 20 miles, 20 minutes behind me. He's, yeah. he's behind you. You know, yeah. he's coming. But I know it's coming. And you're walking. Yes. Yeah. So, so, oh man. So I didn't expect that. Yeah. I, I hit that wall and. You find out what you're made of at this moment. Yeah, man. And, and that's, uh, that, that was a big, that I was like, cause honestly, what was going through my mind was, I didn't prepare, you know, like my body. You couldn't prepare for this. Negative thoughts started coming through my mind. Wow. Really? You're, you're not. I never hear this from you. It's so good for you to share this right now because it's so important for people to hear. First, so, so I know I told you like, Hey, first place is not a, but to a certain degree, it's like, it's part of the game. It's part of the game. You play a game you would like to win. Yeah. Right. Exactly. 100%. And because I hit this and I didn't expect to hit this wall. I was like, I'm going to be so, I'm going to be so mad at myself reflecting back on this if this guy passes me. So I kid you not, I was at mile 25, Ewan. Those next six miles, every person that was near me, I was looking to see mm. if it was him. Wow. Yeah. Cause you come this far. I mean, <laughs> if, if you come that far, it would be just great to be first. Exactly. So yeah, there is something at stake. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to, man, I would love to know what he was thinking. What was he like at that point? We need to have him on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Find out his name. But yeah, man, keep going, dude. This is crazy. So when I hit that, so when I hit that wall at that point, like I said, everything was hurting, fatigued, taxed. I had ran out of water at that point because it was hot outside. So that was another thing I didn't expect is six miles to go. All this is happening to my body and all this is happening at once, Ewan. And so I ran out of water. I ran out of electrolytes. I ran out of, I had, uh, all my go gels. <laughs> the go gels. Yeah. Uh, apple pie. Yeah. Apple cinnamon. Apple cinnamon. <laughs> I had, they were all gone. All my oh, field wow. balls were gone. So I had nothing and I was trying to drink from my, my backpack and nothing was coming out. So I had to keep, I had to drink my saliva. So yeah, man. with that happening, cause it was getting hotter in the day. And then that was going through my mind is like, is who is this guy going to pass me? And am I going to hit the finish line? Am I going to be able to physically make it past this? And this is when I started, this is when I started like praying heavily. Man, tell us more about that, man. We, we, we talked a little bit about that at breakfast. I didn't know when you start talking, I was like, wow. So yeah. yeah, let's hear about that, man. So, and I, and you know me, like, I'm not the type of guy that's like going to push Christianity or God or, you know, prayer and stuff like that. Like that's something I'm in the works as, as well as trying to level up and be more intentional and mindful about. And when I, when I hit this wall, and I, you know, I've always been a guy that's prayed, got on my knees and had faith and belief, but it, there was something different about this time where you had to rely. I had to. No other option. 100%. Mm. I had to rely. Yes. This and is biblical, some biblical characters in these moments, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being 
in my own head and praying to God. And I, and I told you in this earlier before the podcast, I said, I, I started smiling and that's all I was thinking about for several miles was God, give me the strength, give me the endurance, give me the stamina to make it through this race. I know I don't have this, this, and this, but you're going to carry me through this. All glory goes to you, God. And I don't say, you know, I don't, I don't you really don't, say I that. know you don't really say that. So yeah. for you to, 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 it was all that you had left. It's all that I had left, man. I feel like my back was against the wall. I feel like, you know, obviously I didn't expect this. I'd hit this wall and I just gave it to God, man. Was it similar to when, cause you mentioned multiple times about your, your, your past and, and, and you had been fired a couple of times before your back was against the wall. I'm just curious. Was there any correlation? Cause you were out there all on your own when you, when you were let go before you started your own insurance business, very similar, no water, <laughs> no cold jails left, nothing left, no, nothing prepared for this. It was uncharted territory. Any similarities there at all that you could tie in there? Or was it just totally, you know, physical separate? I guess you weren't at that point, you weren't really, had that relationship with God to maybe even talk to him at that point. So you were all alone. I was all alone. I didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't have, there wasn't faith. There wasn't, Mm. you know, I didn't have individuals like you that came into my life that was able to share that word and read my devotions and go to church and didn't really do a lot of those things. Right. Cause I was building and I was so consumed. Yeah. That's all I was consumed with the destination. I was consumed with existing and I didn't, I didn't understand that there was a higher power. Yeah. And now that I understand there's a higher power makes a difference. Makes a huge difference. (laughs) I'm like, you know, and it got me through that dang race. Wow. That's amazing. Spectacular. (laughs) So all glory goes to God. It's just, he's my higher power. Yeah. So amazing, man. I I love to hear that. Anything else uh, unexpected that, that came out of that or, or you'd say that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. So two things, you know, I, I didn't know I was going to secure the number one spot in my division for the Spartan Ultra 50K. That was just the cherry on top. That just solidified everything that what I'm talking about makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. Uh, Believing in the higher power, having the faith, having a belief. And if, and what's the byproduct of that? First place. That's the way I look at it. And then I also look at that with like, what's the byproduct of me showing up the best version of myself for my, my, my wife? Happy marriage, right? Same thing with finances. The byproduct is if I can provide value, contribute, serve other individuals and just provide value like this as much as I can. What's the byproduct of that? Yeah. Right. You could have quit at mile 25. You like when you ran out of water, cut hands, you could have just stopped and you could have just stopped your business. It's not working out, man. Relationship with with Kendra, you know, when it gets rocky, oh, we don't have to be together, but you, but this blueprint, like I said at the start, it's how you've done everything in life. And this is how you end up achieving because these difficult times always come. And so many people have not learned these lessons yet. And they keep not crossing the finish line or they keep not getting the results they want. And it is available to all people because you've learned. I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast all the way through, we've discussed you didn't have these things at some point and you've compounded, laid the bricks on getting to be the best version of yourself year over year, day after day. And this is what shows up when you're persistent and determined and have all these things in your life, you know? So cool. When you, when you are at that point, at that fork in the road, right? And you have that back up against the wall and you are wanting to quit and throw in the towel. To me, in my, in my mindset is depending on the situation that you're in, because you may be in a bad situation, right? Mm-hmm. Think about That's it. Right. If I'm at mile 25 and my leg's broken, yeah, I remember passing a, a guy up there, his leg was swollen, dude. Yeah. And, and Probably so, good advice to st- stop at that moment and maybe get some a doctor right. to come in. I don't know. Yeah, depending on the situation, yeah. right? And, and so at that point, it's like, do you look at it as a failure? Do you look at it as throwing in a towel? No, I would look at it as a stepping stone. Yeah. You know, my good friend, Chris, and he said this publicly that he, his goal was to cross the finish line. Well, he ended up doing half of it. He hurt his, his, his knee. Chris 53 and I hope I'm in as good shape as Chris when I'm 53. Guy's phenomenal. Super inspirational. But, and it's like I told him, I said, man, these are just stepping stones. You're going to be able to reflect back and, and, and you've learned so much from 
and you're going to be able to take away from what from what you applied out there in that journey. Still did 16 miles. 16 miles. Yeah, of, of grueling obstacles. So a lot of people look at it as like failure or who's going to judge me. I look at it from a standpoint as like, if that happens, then I'm just looking at it as, okay, well, I know what to do next time. Yeah, coming you know, back. Coming back. Yeah. yeah, I love that, man. Yeah, and that kind of ties into, man, your, your emotions and vulnerabilities around the whole thing, you know, just kind of, Coming to an end, you know what? What could you what could you speak to to that on on what it felt like, and and yeah, I guess just being vulnerable the whole way through. Yeah, man. So I'm the type of guy when it comes to emotions and vulnerabilities, I struggle with it. I have to be every time I share, even on this podcast and in person, in one on one. Like I've always had the mentality is like, oh, this makes me look, this makes me look weak. This, this makes me look like the, the guy next to me is going to have a competitive advantage. And so what I've learned is by sharing that vulnerability and that, those emotions with it, it draws people in closer, right? Because they're typically maybe going through the same thing as well. And so with all that being said, I'm also the type of guy that once I commit to something, once I commit, if I say I'm going to finish something, you're going to have to like, you're going to have to drag me out of there. You're going to have to drag me out of there on a stretcher for me to not cross that finish line. And I apply this because if I don't have that mentality, then it's too easy for me to cop out in other areas of my life. Right? You have to what, truly know this is my limit. This is because to stop early. There's a difference between you need to stop and and because you had to, as opposed to this is getting a little too hard for me. I think I'm going to stop, which is most people. And that's you can't get the kind of I wish it was easy. I really wish we could put in just a little effort and great things happen. But it just doesn't work like that. You, you have to build up that resilience. Most things it doesn't have to be difficult. I'm saying like this in, in the sense that most most things it's going to require that grit, that that determination, uh, and that's a skill worth developing. If you don't have it today, it's worth beginning today to start adding that into your life because it compounds. You do one thing, it was difficult. The next thing, you have the confidence that you can do that. You know, and that's I guess you know that's what I'm hearing from you is there's a, there's a time and place to. There's nothing wrong with pulling out if you if you've given it all you've got. If you have nothing left to give. Yes. That's the, that's the time, right? That's right. Um, but if it's before that point, you had le- you had more left, and you know deep down inside that you had that, that could eat you up. I guess it still eats a lot of people up, and they, they shut down, they give up, and they're, man, really frustration or, or mad at themselves because they knew, man, if I had just gone more, and then that oh, it's a, goes the other direction too, that negative bias, oh, I tried before and I gave up, up, up. That might show up again. It's like the the anti confidence, you know. It's so yeah, it does show up. So yeah, sorry, man. Continue. I just popped in my mind. No. So in that reflecting back when when I was start when I was praying at mile twenty five and I hit that wall, reflecting back, looking back at it is like I honestly believe the higher power God was trying to teach me. Like, hey, man, look, you, you're. I'm not going to allow you to jog or run anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Humbling. What is this something? What, what is, what is this? What is this lesson to learn? And to be completely transparent, if you asked me how many miles I was running per week before I did this Spartan Ultra, you'd be shocked. I was nowhere near putting in 31 miles of in one distance, right? The max distance that I was doing on my runs was, was 10. 10 to 12 miles a day. Wow. Right. So I had never gone over anything like that. Just triple your longest runs. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I look at it as reflect as like, man, this is a humbling experience because it's, I could have beat myself up. Right. And said, not giving myself grace or compassion on why didn't, you know, why didn't, I I, could have just been mad that I didn't, 
you know, run or jog or finish. I had to walk. Like I had to walk. I'm not a, I'm not a walker. Yeah. I love that you're beating yourself up about yeah, the walking yeah. part. Like, I know. Right? I was like, man, just well, to start. I ran me. 25. I jogged 25 miles yeah. in the last six miles. It's like, yeah, I'm having it. Had to I'm walk. Had to walk. Mm. And so it's like, okay, let me reflect on that for a second. And what am I, what have I learned? What, am, what can I, what can I reflect back on? And so those, those couple things of applied suffering, right? Which is in that moment, I learned so much about myself when it comes to the emotions of vulnerabilities that when you reflect on that and you, and you, and you, like for me, I dissected it. I processed it. I even took 24 hours, dude. I didn't respond to anybody. Didn't respond to social media. Didn't respond by text messages. Got to recover. I had to recover, but like I even had to, but what I mean by that is like even my emotions and vulnerabilities talking about it, I had to dissect that. Like how was my emotions? Because if you've ever ran one of these races and typically if you, whatever area of life that you're going through right now, nine times out of 10, what we do as human beings is we don't, detach ourselves from our emotions we we make the decisions in that moment like if i hurt my knee i'm emotional about that yeah. i'm outside of the race yeah. right because you're going off of that it's an emotional it's an emotional journey right and it's a vulnerability and so reflecting back on that is detaching yourself okay and so that's just one of the things that i did is like as far as dissecting peeling back the layers emotionally and my vulnerabilities and what I could learn from it to become a better version of myself moving forward. And I've, you know, and that, that's, and we're so gr- I'm so grateful that you were able to, cause it is hard for you and, and your personal insight to, to even people, it, it's easy to be emotional and be vulnerable. It'd be hard for them to share this. And I know it's the personal insight, it's difficult. So really, really grateful, man. And, and the whole journey I I've, Man, it's made me reflect on myself so much just hearing all the things you've gone through and laying it to different experiences in my, my past, man. So I'm just really grateful for you to share this with us all. And uh, man, is there anything else you wanted to to say like, or, or to sum up kind of the whole shebang? Yeah, so runner's knee, uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring up in and kind of sum up everything they were talking about. It's like when you face an obstacle or a challenge or something that's preventing you to become the best version of yourself in relating this to a runner's knee, right? So we were talking about this morning in our run. One of the things that was frustrating to you. Uh, yeah, I, this is so appropriate because you had it written down. You didn't know I had this. I told you this morning, well, halfway through our run, like I had my runner's knee is where there's like an instability there and you really can't run. You, you The smart thing to do is to stop and rest so yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah. And so one of the things that would, that you were telling me is like, man, I don't, your concern was, is I don't want to lose everything, lose my, um, aerobic base, aerobic yeah. base. Mm-hmm. And so I had been through this runner's knee, right? You had leveraged and used your team and been vulnerable and shared that. And so I was able to open up with you about, hey, I'd been through the same thing and here's what I did to get through it. And it was just confirmation. Really was. I, I, it was like, I honestly, I knew what to do. I know what to do. I looked at YouTube videos and all that stuff. But man, when I heard you say this morning, it was like, yeah, I got to rest for three, four days. I just have to do it or else this is go slow to go fast. And that's, and that's, that's my transition is like, go slow to go fast. And I feel like that's been the kind of the theme or the, that everything that we've that we've really talked about is even in the race and in life in these different areas is go slow to go fast stare it down be intentional on working on the things that need to be improved on and the things and looking at it as stepping stones and that's all I've done right and runner's knee is just a an analogy for a runner that may be, that may understand or somebody just starting out that's in pain or instabilities. Insta- yeah, yeah, exactly. There's instabilities. Okay, cool. Well, do I stop running? Um, you know, cause I'm a big believer in how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're stopping, if you just throw in the towel, that could be business relationships, yes, there's 100%. instabilities there. So the things aren't going the way you want them to. It hurts. 
you're not able to perform the way you want to perform. You could suffer and, and, and just put your head down and not look up. But if you stare it down, ask somebody for some help, uh, dig into what the problem is, break it down, look at what the issues are and level yourself up. Yeah. yeah. 100% man. Agreed. Yeah. So I think that applies to that, 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 that simple concept and, and principle can be applied to all areas of life if you want it, if you want it to. Yeah. hundred percent, man. So, what a great journey. Thanks for yeah. taking us on the story, man. It's awesome, man. No doubt, man. Thanks for a uh, great interview. Great questions. It's been an honor. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Level Up with Sean Myers. I hope you found my Spartan Ultra 50K race experience as inspiring and thought-provoking as I did. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider subscribing to our podcast to stay updated on our future episodes. Your support means everything to me. And here's a challenge for you. Share this episode with at least one person who will appreciate the value we provided today. Help us spread the word and together, we can inspire and motivate even more people to level up and live their own lives. If you have a story to share, a topic you'd like us to cover, or any feedback, feel free to reach out. We love hearing from our listeners. You can connect with us on our social media channels or visit our website for more content and resources.